My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. Britt here. We have another great interview ahead of us today. The guest I'm bringing on today is the, is the host of Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast, founder of full service PR agency and media company, and her main focus is on female entrepreneurship. Please everybody welcome Alessandra Polinia. How's it going? Thanks for jumping on, Alessandra. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's going well. How are you? It's great. I'm really excited today to just go over what's happening in your business. You know, how did you get to where you are today? Because you're definitely kicking butt and, you know, we can go over some wins, what's working, some challenges. And uh, yeah, there's going to be some great conversation with that alone. So um, yeah, very excited to have you. Thanks for jumping on. And uh, before we really get started, would you mind just, you know, giving us a little bit of your background? Like, how did you get to where you are today? Because it's just absolutely incredible. And I also forgot to mention the 40 under 40. So would you mind just talking about that as well? Because that's a huge accomplishment. So I'd love to hear more about it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I guess we can work our way a little bit backwards then <laughs> to a certain yeah. extent. So yeah, as I was saying, right before we started recording, I just um, was awarded the 40 under 40 um, by Boston Business Journal this uh, the, for this year. Um, they just announced it a couple weeks ago. So that's, that's so exciting. Kind of- like milestone. Um, yeah, it's kind of my first like big major, major business award or recognition, I think. Um, and yeah, I just, we just celebrated 10 years in business also. Um, so they kind of came like right at the same time, which was serendipitous, I guess. Like I had, I didn't have any idea we were actually going to win the 40 under 40. Um, and that, so yeah, 10, 10 years in business. I started about, um, a year after graduating college. Um, so it's been, yeah, it's been like a really quick, but also like my whole, almost my whole working career. Um, so that's really, really, um, cool, I guess, just to be like, okay, like 10 years just felt like a really big milestone. Um, but I started the podcast about three years ago, I think, or three and three and a half years. I, what I, the only thing I can mark the podcast by, which I like, can't even remember how old I am these days, but I <laughs> know that I want to launch the podcast right around my 30th birthday. Cause that was like the one okay. thing I'd always wanted to do that I hadn't done yet at that point. So I just remember that. Right. So I know it would have been in February. Um, I don't okay. know what year that was, but <laughs> February as well. <laughs> so that's, I'm like, at this point it has to at least be like three and a half, like at least a half. And so I, right. I went backwards. I'm pretty sure it's three and a half. Um, so yeah, I, so I started the business 10 years ago as a PR agency, as you mentioned, full service PR. And then, and then like, after doing that for several years, decided to launch this podcast, which was inspired by a networking group for women that I had started in my city because I just didn't know anybody else really who was a younger like woman business owner um back then at that time like I started the group a a, a while ago way before the podcast so like I when I was like in my early 20s and just like didn't know anybody 
Um, and so, yeah, then I, after doing that for a while, I was like, I want to share these conversations. I grew up in the middle of nowhere in Vermont and Vermont. Yeah. Yeah. I just kept thinking like, if it was this hard to like connect with people in Boston, like to find other people who were like in a similar, like stage of life and like headspace and like business, you know, building businesses in their young, right. you know, or mid, even late twenties. Like it's, it felt so hard in like a pretty major city, like imagine like if I had stayed, you know, in the middle of nowhere. So that was kind of where the idea for the podcast came from. I was like, I want to record these conversations that we're having and share them with people outside of the area, outside of the city who can't come, you know, to our actual coffee meetups. Um, so that's where the podcast came from. And then a little while after that, we decided to launch a magazine because there was just so much more than we could really cover on the podcast, like so many conversations to be had. And it's time consuming to run a podcast as we'll yeah. talk about, or at least it can be. Um, Absolutely. Yes. I think I have pretty good systems down now, but still it's like, you know, either you're doing it or like you're paying someone to do it or, you know, there's yeah. still a lot yeah. of different factors um, and just managing it all. So basically I was like, I want to tell more stories and like talk to more women, but I can't be like releasing more than like one episode a week because it's just too much. So we started, right. I realized we could do some print articles and um, yeah, and just create another platform basically. So we did that and started a magazine by this sort of the same name. It's just called Quotable Magazine. Um, and that comes out in print every other month and is, you know, new stuff can go up online whenever we want. Every week so we're putting new stuff up right. online. So that's it's kind incredible. of like the trajectory, I guess, of all of that. Um, and I yeah, love it. agency and then the media, you know, the media arm, which is the podcast and the magazine now. Wow. So you have so many different angles are going about it, but congratulations because it is, I can't imagine how much you're doing and like, look how far you've come. So congrats, honestly, thank you're you. kicking butt. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. So, well, we all know that within building a six figure business or higher, you know, that comes with a lot of wins, what we went over, but um, there are also a lot of challenges that we face. Do you want to just kind of go into some of the challenges that you've faced along the way? Because I think it can be really relatable uh, to our audience. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, I mean, there's a lot, (laughs) I think there's a lot of challenges. I think like one of the biggest things that have, that has like constantly challenged me in terms of building the business. And, and this is honestly like a lot of, a lot of people, you know, I have a lot of conversations with other business owners too. So I think it is pretty relatable. Everybody talks about it, but building a team and, or, you know, running and growing a team and, or just, just finding the support that you need and figuring out what that looks like for your business. Even if you've just, you know, even if it's just you and you need like one support person or even, you know, somebody to help you with one certain task, it's like that just figuring out what the best situation for you is and how to go about finding the right person and making sure it's all going to fit there to actually help build your business. I think that's something that like we always, everyone always struggles with kind of like over time, even once you start and have a great team it's like then you you know the next time you need another person it like everything shifts a little bit and you have to kind of figure it all back out again right it's and it's always gonna like a lot of the time gonna be like that right which is the tough part but um how do you go about finding the right people to hire and join your team and stuff like that 
That's like, so do you really have certain cool. criteria that you look for or like the dream team kind of thing? I, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I try to, I, I have found okay, a couple of things I've found, which, I mean, I can't say this is like what I've always done. Cause I've, I feel like I, I always learn like every single right. time I learn, but what I've found is that, yeah, mapping out like that criteria as much as possible. So, you know, exactly what you, I, I find the, the clearer I am and what I'm looking for and what I need, um, the better it is, but right. also, for me, it's a lot about the type of person and, and who just who the person is, like what that vibe is. Like when we get on the first, you know, phone call or zoom call or meeting right. and see each other and like, what does that feel like? And does it feel like they does it feel right? would just like mesh right with the team? Yeah. Just someone that we're really like both really comfortable with each other, those kinds right. of things. I feel like once you have that, um, I feel like that's the most important part, I guess, because if you don't have that, then I think, you know, they could be the best worker in the world, but it's just not going to be quite right. Um, no. so I do go a lot by my gut in terms of like what feels right with the person. Um, but right. also really clear criteria and specifications. So they know exactly what the role is and like, if they can be successful in it and we can like, right. you know, to see if they're right fit. Yeah. Cause there's so many different angles to look at. Like, you know, they might be great at the job, but like, um, <clears throat> the people skills and stuff is just not aligned with your vision and everything, everything else. Right. So hiring process is like very tricky sometimes. Right. Yeah. Totally relate to that. Awesome. So you said you started your podcast about three years ago. What were your intentional actions to like get that started? I know you kind of went over it a little bit, but do you mind going a little bit deeper about that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I feel like there was, I already felt back then like, oh, there's so many other podcasts. Like, should I bother starting my own? Right. Which I feel like people still say. And now I feel like it, it, I say it's funny because like now I'm like literally everyone, I feel like everyone in the world has a podcast now. And back then, like looking back, I'm like, I, like so many people started them since then. Like, I'm glad I didn't decide I shouldn't kind of thing. Um, but yeah, when I, I, I just remember hearing like a, around that time too, a lot of people saying like, oh, like there's no downside to having a podcast kind of like, it's a great way to relate to people, let people hear, you know, about who you are and hear about you and what you do and like all of these things. So my mm -hmm. thought process with it was like, I wanted to share these stories. I was like, yeah, as I already said, like this group of people and like, I wanted to share these stories so that other people could feel that like inspiration and like motivation that I would get from having those conversations. Um, but I was also like, you know, I'm a business person. I was like, I can't do this like just for that reason. Like I need to right. feel like it's also sort of like going to be helping my business in a way. Absolutely. So I ended up doing, so that's why I decided that every other episode would be a solo and I could talk about, you know, the things in my expertise kind of like mostly, um, you know, PR topics, things related to mm -hmm. like promoting your business using, you know, media outreach, things like that. Right. Some just like kind of a little more general business topics. Like it doesn't have to always be totally PR related topics, but that's how I was like, okay, that will also kind of attract people to, you know, get to have a sense of what we're doing in the business, maybe attract people to the agency, get to learn more about me and my process and things like that. Um, so that I would feel like it was like a little bit, you know, related to the, to the PR agency too, and not just like solely a for fun podcast of getting yes, to talk to yes. people I enjoy talking to. Um, so basically, yeah, I mean, that was kind of it. I was thinking about who would make, you know, great first episodes based on the people that I knew and kind of knew their stories around, you know, um, and thinking about which topics for the solo episodes would make the most sense. And honestly, I started so simply, I 
I started with like a free recorder. Um, shoot, I can't even remember what it was, but it was like, you just could record right in this like software online. I don't know. I can't remember. I think you could do some minimal editing or like at least like add like, you know, an intro and music and it posted it to everywhere. And that was literally all I did. So I just like started that account and I had a microphone. Um, Actually, a friend of mine was like, well, I have this microphone, but now I never use it. And like, do you want to just like have it? Like, I don't even remember how that came up. I must have said I was going to start a podcast. I don't know. So that was literally, <laughs> I got the microphone and I started recording and um, posted episodes like that just all by myself for, for quite a while. And then eventually I was like, this is a little time consuming. I hated the, doing the editing. Like I- right. I just wanted to do the conversations and then never like, you know, deal with it again. Have to go like, yeah. Yeah. That episode again. I mean, and so I found, I hated doing the editing just because I don't know. I don't know why I just don't enjoy that stuff. And it's also and, very time consuming, right? Right. Right. Well, that's what it was. It was like, I always felt like it was like, oh, but I should be doing, you know, I felt like I had to do outside of my regular work hours because it was like kind of a passion project and like, I wasn't making money on it and things like that. So I would, so I would, yeah, tell myself I had to do it like at night or on the weekends and then I never wanted to. So So eventually I hired a podcast manager basically who took care of everything. She did like the editing, um, Mm -hmm. wrote show notes and would post it everywhere. Um, or whatever, just, you know, do the distribution. I don't, I don't even remember the official terms because I, it was exactly what I wanted. I just recorded the episodes and never touched it again. And then I could just literally tune in on my podcast app the day it went live and, and listen to it for the first time. Um, so that was great for a long time. Highly recommend having someone do it for you. If that's like, what's holding you back. Yeah. Because honestly, like it just makes more sense because then you're going to be able to put more up and faster and everything like that. And, um, otherwise you're going to be holding back and you're not making money and you're not, you know, cause those you're waiting on editing and getting those up. So absolutely right. can agree with you there. That's awesome. Well, amazing job. And, um, how many episodes are you at now? Oh my gosh. That's such a good question too. No, no worries. If you don't know, how the top of your head, that's okay. I deal with it. I a <laughs> hundred and something, I think. Wow. Um, 110 looks like came out wow. last week or whatever. 110. Um, it's, yeah. That sounds like a lot, but also it sounds like it should have been more in three years, but <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. It, it is a lot still. Um, but I have, I was going to ask you, what does your client acquisition look like when you're like finding the right people to come on the interview? I know we touched on this a little bit, but is there anything else that you look for when getting people on interviews? I know that they, a lot of you said that most of them come, um, come to you and whatnot and are, you're attracting them. You don't have to go looking for them. Can we touch on that a little bit? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually turned into one of the hardest parts in terms of like deciding who to bring on the show, because we get so many great, um, prospective guests pitched to us either, you know, a lot of people, a lot of, um, you know, other PR agencies that are pitching guests to us or individuals who are pitching themselves and saying like, I want to come on your show. Um, which I love because I mean, it's just, it's so cool to get to see them, but it's hard to choose when we can still only set up somebody at a time. And I do, you know, I totally love to batch content and like, you know, record, a bunch at once and then not have to record, you know, so that we're not recording every week. But I also hate to be like, oh, you know, we'd love to talk to you, but like, we don't have room for an episode, you know, until like the end of the year or like until right. you know, six months from now. So I don't like to get too far 
ahead of things that then it's like, if somebody great comes up, like I really can't fit them in because we've already like right. percent thoughts. So it's a fine line. So we try to kind of record within like a couple week period, like every quarter or so, um, okay. over the summer, I didn't want to have to record at all. So we did do a bunch, I would say like maybe before like May and honestly, okay. just so you had that for the over summer. Yeah. Didn't record anything over the summer and actually haven't recorded anything. I think we just set up some interviews, um, starting October. So oh, like, wow. really, okay. for most of like this year, it seems like you um, have a lot of people wanting to be on. Absolutely. That's amazing though. But yeah. I totally, I like it's, you're not alone on the, the part where, you know, there's so many people coming in so many, but like, like for us, what we had to do is like find a certain, like um, we had to have, a, again, a criteria for certain people to be on the show because otherwise, like there's so many people wanting to be on the show and you can't interview everyone and you kind of got to make sure that it's going to, you know, what you're getting, who you're getting on the show is going to benefit the audience and exactly. can be relatable and has like almost the same visions and, you know, um, that kind of stuff as well, because you want your business yeah. to grow as well. And, and I, um, I, it's hard when you're allowing everyone on. Right. Oh yeah. And I mean, I never did that just because like, it's always been time consuming for me. So like, I never, mm-hmm. I, I knew I was never gonna, you know, and then, and then I started paying someone to, to do the management before I was, you know, not making any money from the podcast itself. So it was always like an expense. And I was like, I can't do like right. extra, I can't do more episodes than this. This is like the set budget that I've like allocated for it in terms of time and money for, you know, from a business perspective. So I've always only done, you know, so many interviews every week and every month and then therefore every year. So yeah, we've right. just had to get kind of more discerning on who we talk to. And I'm actually considering doing more, um, for, for 2023, I'm, going back and forth about either maybe doing less solos so that I can release more interviews or, okay, yeah. to, or, or, or maybe up, upping how many we put out just because, yeah. Cause, cause like literally it was just like last week that I was doing this and I was like, okay, I have to pick like that, you know, this many guests. And I just couldn't, I could not narrow it down. Right. But to answer your question, I mean, I try really hard too, to just make sure that, you know, I want every conversation to be a learning experience for the audience. Mm-hmm. Like I want it to be someone, I try to, I try to keep it very um, varied <laughs> whenever possible right. so that having like, you know, someone coming on talking about something very similar to something someone else just talked about. So, and I try to keep it a really good mix too of like product focused businesses and service focused businesses and like not have, you know, three interviews in a row that are a product, you know, somebody who's invented this product that they're selling and not have three interviews in a row that are all service-based businesses or, you know, people talking about marketing or something like that. So I try to make sure it's really, really kind of mixed up all the time um, of different types of people and different types yeah of which and all that sounds great like you know getting a little bit of everything in there um absolutely very smart of you to do because yeah I do I like some people do keep it the same topic and only the same topic and um and theme and it's nice that you switch it up and make sure it's like really adding value to what the listeners are or or the audience is listening to you know so yeah. I find that you can learn so much from different people's experiences and like, mm-hmm. like if it is like, yeah, it's mostly business owners. So we want to hear like how they did what they've done. Right. And and I think yeah. that any, anybody else with any other kind of business can still find inspiration from that, even mm-hmm. if it's 
know, even as me with like a service based business, like I get so much inspiration from hearing how someone with a product-based business, like actually created something, you know, a physical thing from scratch and like now runs that business. Like I'm, it's just so interesting and different to me, but it's right. so like inspiring to me too, even though it's different. So absolutely, I think people really get a lot out of hearing those different experiences. And it's not just like, here's how to, you know, do this one thing in your business from a bunch of different, you know, different guests kind of all telling you how to do absolutely. a thing. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, um, I guess my next question would be is how do you go about monetizing your podcast? Is that where, um, the lady you hired, um, the lady you hired for your podcast, is that where she steps in and doing it or how do you go about the monetizing? So I actually don't have her doing it anymore. As my team grew, okay. I actually have one of my internal, like one of my actual full-time team members who does mm-hmm. handle the podcast now too. Okay. Um, I had her, yeah, I don't know. It just made more sense to bring it all internal right. at that point. Podcast got a little bit bigger and we were dealing with it a lot more <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and, but yeah, no, to, to answer your question, I, we, so I'm working on, actually monetizing the podcast as its own entity a little bit more right okay. now. That's something we're working on building out. Um, our main, you know, agency is, it, it's just, there's so many different pieces. The one thing I didn't touch on <laughs> at all too, no um, is that, so we have the agency, which is, you know, full service PR where we work long-term with retainer clients. I also have a like DIY bootcamp program for like smaller business owners who aren't necessarily going to work with an agency full, like full time and can do a lot of it themselves, but don't know how. So it's essentially right. like an online course program that is also, you know, has workshop live workshops with me and they can watch videos on their own time and do stuff on their own time. So that's kind of the more like almost online a business side of the business. Um, and then of course we have the podcast and the magazine. So in terms of like the podcast working with the business, I think it's kind of both of those things. Um, uh, because there's a lot of opportunity to get in front of other people who might want to join those programs. So it's right. really more top of the funnel kind of thing like that for me. Um, and, and as I said, we're really trying to actually like directly monetize the podcast through like sponsorships and stuff now, but that's actually not something we had actually even done before. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I see, I see where you're coming from. Um, awesome. Well, this all sounds amazing. I I have just a couple more questions before we jump off the episode today, but I guess what would your biggest focus be your focus and desire be within your podcast for the next year, um, within your podcast and your business for the, for, for the next year. I know we touched on a little bit of what you, what you're planning on doing and whatnot, but what would be like your number one focus and desire, um, in one year? I think, I think that, as I said, like, I do want to monetize the podcast more, or I mean, right. I guess I, I'm not sure. Like, I know there's so many different like ways of what that means, but I do yeah. really want to feel like I, the podcast is bringing in direct, um, revenue from the actual episodes. So as I kind of touched on trying to actually get, you know, bigger sponsorships for individual episodes of the podcast. Um, so that, because I think that, that I really do want to do more with it. Like I want to do more episodes, be able to do more conversations, um, and just, I find that 
it's one of my favorite things to do like in the week and, and in the day, like I love yeah. to have these conversations. And so again, yeah. it's kind of like from a business standpoint, I just want to show that like, I don't know when I see like really big podcasters who I know are charging and, you know, we have a PR agency too. So like, I know there are podcasts out there that charge money to be on, which I never want to do anything like that. I think it should mm-hmm. always be kind of like an earned conversation where it's really is a, you know, something that's benefiting both people. And it's just a conversation and would never have people pay to be a guest on my podcast. But that being right. said, I see, so just to, just to clarify that, but that being said, I see like these, you know, rate sheets that people do have for big podcasts. And some of them, first of all, are charging people to come on a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And then also just the advertising rates for those right. podcasts. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Like, you know, if you're doing that, like it could be your full-time job. And I'm not saying I necessarily yeah. want that, but it's kind of a dream of mine that like, it could be, if I wanted to, like, I wouldn't want to be the other stuff, but I, you know, I'll always want to be in my agency. I always want to do the magazine, but like, I just think that is like such a fun, like goal to work towards is like that the podcast could be a full-time job if I wanted it to be. Yeah. So I don't know. It's and it absolutely can be. Then. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love it. I love everything you're talking about with, within it. And so what is your, like, what is the ratio of like, you know, your podcast closing, um, people joining to your programs and stuff like that? What is like the ratio of, of like, say sales that come off of it for you, for your business? Um, I don't know. Or, That's if you mean like people who have been guests on my podcast or people who listen to the podcast and then sign up for, I'm not, I'm not sure if I track, I don't really track anything like that. Yeah, no, no, no worries. I was just curious. I was just curious, but this also is amazing. So last question, based on where you are today, um, within your business, if you were to double or triple your revenue within again, one year or your profit and revenue within one year, what are some of the changes that you would have to make? You mean like back end? Like what would we have to like change in order to support that? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I mean, we have like, a, I feel like we have a really strong team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, or it we doesn't really, have to be just back end. It could be like in regards to everything. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, so that's the, we could either, we could raise, I, we could raise our rates uh, to be honest <laughs> and probably okay. accomplish that as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we also could obviously take on additional clients and I could probably bring on, I could probably bring on one or two more team members um, in order to do that. But there's, I yeah. mean, that's the thing, right? The sky's the limit with a, with a agency right. company where we have so many different like pieces and parts awesome. going on. That could be a whole mm-hmm. conversation in itself, but probably the easiest way to double or triple revenue would be raise rates with, you know, our retainer clients, ongoing clients, maybe launch the bootcamp a few, like more times and, or just, um, enlarge the group. Mm, I don't like to, I like to keep that a really small group because I think that's really important for the experience, but we could right. launch it often and have a couple more cohorts a year. Um, and yeah, depending on all of that, maybe bring on another team member too, just so we have more capacity. I guess those would probably right. be the, the main things that could, that would get us there. Awesome. Oh, I'm doing so ask me right? from now, if we've, if we've gotten there. <laughs> exactly oh I like it well amazing anyways this was a great interview thank you again so much for uh, taking the time of your day to jump on and I just before we get off this episode I just want to ask you for the people listening if anyone's wanting to connect with you check you out all this kind of stuff what is the best way to go about doing that just so everybody knows um 
probably, well, find me on Instagram first, Quotable Media Co. So we're, yeah, at Quotable Media Co. Um, and then you can find the links to everything on our website, which is quotablemediaco.com. You can find a link to the podcast there. Link, there's the magazine, um, the digital version of the magazine. And obviously you can also search for Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Beautiful. Amazing. Okay, cool. Well, thank you again for jumping on and sharing your valuable insights. Um, I loved our conversation today. And group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur higher and want to be interviewed just like Alessandra was, um, please go to podcastrebels.com. We'd love to interview you as well. And thanks everyone again. Thanks, Alessandra. Appreciate you coming on and we'll catch everyone on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for having me. Bye. Absolutely. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.